Hello and welcome to this episode of Middle School Sucks, a guide to finding compassion for adolescents. In this episode, I get the chance to speak with a student who just graduated from middle school. We talk about a lot of things such as finding your voice in middle school and also becoming an activist and ways that you can get involved in causes during middle school. This will be the last episode of Middle School Sucks for a little bit of time as I focus on a different project that I'm trying to complete right now. If you're interested in having more episodes of Middle School Sucks, please like and comment and let me know. Um, Consider sending me a message on the Instagram account for this podcast. It's at Middle School Sucks Pod. That's P-O-D. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Middle School Sex, a guide to finding compassion for adolescents. Today, I am joined by a former eighth grade student from the middle school that I worked at, and they are now a rising ninth grader, and their name is Sasha. So welcome, Sasha. Hi. It's so nice to talk to you. I miss you so much, first of all. (laughs) I really miss you guys. Um, And man, I am really excited to pick your brain about whatever comes up today. Mm -hmm. So um, first of all, I'm just kind of curious about since, you know, you just graduated middle school and um, before we get into anything too serious, how was your experience with remote graduation? Um, well, I was definitely sad that I didn't get to have a in-person graduation, but I feel like um, my middle school definitely did a really nice job with making it um, virtual um, because uh, we all got together and watched it at a drive-in movie theater and it was really nice to kind of see everyone through the car windows and um, get to see, um, well, everything that would have been at a normal graduation, except on a screen. Yeah, yeah. And you were a part of our um, socially distanced graduation, which was the best part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you were one of the student exemplars for this year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. So how did you find out about that? And like, and how was the whole process of like preparing a speech? And, you know, how did that whole thing make you feel? Uh, well, um, about a month before school ended, um, well, online school ended, uh, I got an email saying that I'd like to join a Google Meet call with, um, the principal and um, one of the other office administration and uh, they told uh, the other student exemplar and me that we had got the award and that we pretty much had a week to write and record a speech so then um, we collaborated on a google doc and then um, we tried to record it on Zoom, but then apparently neither of us had uh, devices that could record um, the meetings. So then we had to use Screencastify over Google Meet, which was a little bit crazy, but it all worked out in the end. (laughs) 
Yeah, it ended up really good. I was really impressed with with your speech. I mean, not only what you were saying, but just being able to witness your growth in terms of public speaking for the last two years, I can tell how far you've come. Like, have you reflected on that? Yeah, I've definitely looked back to how kind of shy and bad at public speaking I was in sixth and seventh grade and really appreciated how well some or my middle school has <laughs> um, has helped me with public speaking. Yeah, definitely. What do you think uh, really helped you in terms of, was it like instruction and class or like friends? Well, clubs? <laughs> uh, our English classes definitely had public speaking structured into them. So just the experience helped. And then also um, I got a ton of opportunities to uh, speak at events at my school, which was more experience and bigger audiences. So yeah. um, I also had a lot of peers and teachers who helped me uh, revise my speeches, which helped me learn what was good in speeches and what to do differently. Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, what kind of other events were you able to speak at at school? Um, well, I think the main one was when uh, our middle school got a uh, national award. Um, I was one of the people who spoke about why uh, uh, my middle school was great. That's so awesome. Um, was that at the assembly that you spoke or uh, another kind of event? Yeah, I was at this assembly. That's so awesome. I feel like I probably ended up missing that because I was in the office. <laughs> but I definitely did see pictures afterwards. I feel like <laughs> I've been saying that a lot, like in these interviews where it's like, oh, yeah, I did this thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I uh, saw the pictures afterwards and then put them uh, in the newsletter. <laughs> But, you know, that's <laughs> I'm super proud either way. And I also um, one of the events that I did get to attend last year. Um, so when you were in seventh grade was mm -hmm. the musical. And that's another uh, arena where I was just so struck at, like, how far you had come to be able to be on a stage in front of, you know, an audience of a few hundred people. And just so you knew your lines really well and you were a great singer and like a pretty great actor too. And I just, I really, I enjoyed watching you there. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were supposed to be in the music, the musical for this year as well too, right? Legally Blonde. Yeah. What was your role going to be in that? Emmett. Oh, nice, man. I'm upset that we couldn't end up holding that, but I saw that you guys did a pretty creative final project anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Um, well, throughout the uh, online learning, we had been doing like small weekly activities. And then at the end, we all got together on a Google Meet and like somewhat did a singing uh, 
thing the best you can do over <laughs> Google Meet. But um, yeah, that was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. And did your class also do the, or maybe that was stagecraft. I can't remember. There was something where like people were creating uh, representations of their character's outfit. Oh yeah. Um, for like a costume design thing, we, um, we like took a picture from uh, Legally Blonde and used household items to recreate that. And I did like the main cover photo of um, Elle with her dog. And I like had a bright pink sequin vest from uh, Halloween when I was Jojo Siwa. And so I used that, I used my cat as um, my, the dog and the cat toy as the leash and a bunch of textbooks and so that was really fun. That's awesome. I love that you were Jojo Siwa for Halloween. What inspired that? <laughs> uh, I kind of got peer pressured into it. Aww. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> you enjoyed it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> as long as you enjoy it, that's great. I mean, nobody likes to be peer pressured, <laughs> but... <laughs> At least it, it was a relatively harmless peer pressuring. <laughs> yeah, it was more like just everyone saying, oh, you should be Jojo Siwa. <laughs> That's beautiful. Aw. Well, I know that what we both really want to be talking about right now is uh, experience with um, being an LGBTQ youth in middle school and also mm -hmm. in, um, you know, just being a part of the Allies Club, which um, for listeners is um, that middle school's particular gay straight alliance. Um, though I'm not really sure now if gay straight alliance is even a term that's used anymore. Like, I think that there's a lot of reform that's been happening. And I guess that's something we can start with, because I remember I sort of was able to filter in and out of um, allies as often as they would let me leave the office because I was running my own club, too. And so they just they didn't really let me um I just couldn't because of my job I couldn't leave the office as much as I wanted to to be with you guys but um, I still tried and a few of those meetings we were talking about changing the name from allies to something else mm -hmm. so what's your opinion on that uh yeah the um high school that I'm going to their uh GSA club they call it uh saga I think that's how you pronounce it which stands for sexuality and gender alliance and um i think that that name really is probably one of the best because it really encaptures um everything whereas like gay straight alliance it's only if you're gay and straight and then allies it's more like this is a club for allies but it doesn't really say that it is for um, LGBTQ people too, although I guess that's implied. But um, I like the name uh, Saga best. Yeah, I totally agree that, that Saga seems like it encompasses a lot more than just like gay straight alliance or even allies. I mean, it might be like sort of implied, but you still can't like it's it's like 
I don't know. There's something about that that doesn't sit right with me. And I remember yeah. one of our teachers bringing that up too and being like, it just feels like it's just for allies, but that doesn't make sense. And then like, I don't know, personally, like when I was in middle school, the only reason that I found out what being gay even was, was because my sister came out as a lesbian when I was in sixth grade. And mm. before that time, I had no idea that there was anything other than just being straight, which is super damaging and definitely reveals how much like ingrained like homophobia and also just how our culture in America really is pretty like straight centered like it's very yeah. it's heterocentric and um but anyway um if i hadn't like known like that if i if my sister hadn't come out to me at that time i would have never known otherwise and if we had had which we didn't we didn't have any sort of um allies club or anything like that but um you know, even if we had had something like that, that was called allies, I probably wouldn't have known what was going on. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's really vague. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like the idea of saga. That is a lot more all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do like now that it seems like the conversation now is shifting a lot more from 10 years ago when I was in middle school, when it was a lot more centered around like just differing sexualities. We didn't really know a lot about differing genders at that point in time. Um, it just like wasn't a thing that's talked about, but it feels like now that's entering into the conversation a lot more, which is so important and necessary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you, I'm, I'm really all about this right now. Have you seen uh, the documentary on Netflix called, the, it's just, uh, I think it's the death and life of Martha P. Johnson. I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh. Sasha, you need to watch this. <laughs> you, <laughs> you really, you, you would love it. I think it made me cry a little bit. Um, but have you heard of like the founders of the like Stonewall riots and, and the pride mm -hmm. movement? Mm-hmm. And so Martha P. Marsha, sorry, it's Marsha P. Johnson um, was one of the the two, well, the two main ones. But Marsha P. Yeah. Johnson was like a black trans woman, and it's something that like it started the whole like pride and everything, you know, like that. That like is the reason why we celebrate pride, and yet yeah. like gender wasn't a discussion until pretty recently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I guess going in and hand with that, um, what has your whole experience been with, um, I mean, have you, how, like in what spaces have you come out and like, and how really actually first, sorry, I'm trying to, to phrase this correctly, but like what I wanna know is really your own experience with discovering like your identity and continuing to discover your identity. Um, well, with, uh, probably, in about well throughout middle school I was figuring out that I wasn't just like the cis male stereotype which I had known since about kindergarten but I was trying to figure out what I was then and um throughout middle school I was uh realizing that I was um pretty much non-binary and now I've come out as non-binary pretty much everywhere and I just decided it would be simpler to change my pronouns um, 
when I was going into high school than in the middle of middle school because it's just easier for you um less people to have known you by your um old pronouns since even if you're trying your hardest it can be quite hard to know someone for a couple of years and then suddenly have to call them different pronouns yeah definitely so have you um come out to any of your friends from middle school yeah um all of them know if they didn't know is probably just because it hasn't come up in conversation yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so then also I guess um so you were a member of allies club um for were you a member for the entire three years that you were in middle school yeah actually um when I was in sixth grade uh I didn't know how clubs worked so the first Thursday, well, I saw a sign on the uh, room where Allies Club meets that it was on Thursdays. So the first Thursday of school, I went to that room and was super confused why it wasn't happening, even though clubs haven't hadn't started yet. Um, so okay, so then after you attended, you found the <laughs> the first meeting, which I I take it was probably the week after that. Uh, I think. That year, clubs didn't start until, I think, probably the third week for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty soon but, after. Yeah, so after you found the club meeting, um, you attended pretty much every week? Yeah. That's awesome. And do you think that, well, I don't know. So tell me a little bit about your experience just in the Allies Club, like with um, people that you met or, or teachers or topics discussed. Um, well, I, uh, definitely feel that, um, every year, um, depending on, like, who the students are, especially the eighth graders, because the eighth graders somewhat ran the club, um, <laughs> to some degree, uh, it was a little bit different. Uh, the first two years we did anonymous voices a lot because, well, Anonymous voices is where like you write on a note card, any questions or concerns you have, and then it is read anonymously and the club discusses it. But this year we didn't do that as much, I think because um, the people in it didn't have as much of a need for it because when we would um, ask what people would want to do, anonymous voices wasn't really one of the leading things. And in the past two years, we've been doing a lot of bake sales to raise money for um, nonprofits and kind of to uh, do uh, like allies sponsored events, such as last year we did a district wide middle school allies club gathering. And there were four schools who attended, and it was super fun. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was definitely my favorite experience being a part of Allies was that district gathering. That was so cool. Um, yeah, so how did that all come together? Because I don't think I actually was really behind the scenes with that too much. Well, 
we were talking about it a little bit when I was in sixth grade, but then um, in seventh grade, or when I was in seventh grade, um, our club really wanted to do it. So we uh, like had a bake sale and then started planning it. We uh, got the school to allow us to use the auditorium and cafeteria one night and then um, after school, our allies club just stayed behind and decorated everything with rainbows. And then um, the, the other schools arrived and we did um, activities and had like pizza, I think. And then after that, we all watched Love, Simon. Yeah. Oh, man. That was one of my fondest memories um, was when we were all like, all settled down in the auditorium after um, after all the pizza and sugar and like kind of meeting everybody um, and just seeing like the different groups of people hanging out and like, oh man, there were some um, then eighth graders cause it was your seventh grade year um, mm-hmm. that like invited me over to sit with them. And <laughs> it was like this, the sweetest moment of like, oh, like, thank you. I will sit with yeah. you. <laughs> man just being a part of something like that felt so nice um I'm sure that Mm -hmm. you could agree with that yeah um and did you um get the chance to talk with anybody from outside of our school um I don't think uh we talked with any of the students outside of our school who came but I'm pretty sure uh our allies club well teacher, uh, leader, I don't know, um, <laughs> she uh, contacted the other group leaders and I'm pretty sure they all said they had a great time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember the, the feedback being pretty positive and I think it's about, I mean, if we hadn't gone to distance learning, were, were we planning, um, were we? I mean, was Allies Club planning on doing another district gathering this year? Um, I think we were uh, waiting to see if one of the other um, schools in the district was going to uh, do the um, gathering and if it would be like a tradition that we would pass it between schools. But I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we were planning on doing it again. Nice. Um, man, okay, that's great. So I hope that it continues on. Um, and I wonder if the high schools do anything like that, like a big district gathering. I don't know, but I, I'll try to get my high school to do it with other high schools. Yeah, man, already being a leader before you're even in the school. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) man do you uh I mean this is a little bit off topic but do you see yourself as like as a leader like do you think that that's a thing that's developing in you um well to some degree I've always been somewhat of a leader because well I'm a perfectionist and kind of a control freak so um I uh enjoy being a leader because then I can somewhat control what's going on but Mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely grown 
in being a leader uh, during my middle school experience. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And uh, I mean, I know that we've talked a little bit about this already, but but what do you think has has really contributed to that? Um, well, with being a leader, oddly enough, group projects, because um, it uh, the main part of being a leader, which I wasn't really good at, is working with others and group projects forces you to learn how to do that. So that's probably what's contributed the most. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's so important. And um, I guess, so hand in hand with that, and just um, I'm curious about like, in terms of being a leader and more so like finding your voice, um, which of course is still developing as we all like continue to develop our voice throughout you know, our young adult lives <laughs> and such. Mm -hmm. um, but so where are you on your journey with that? And um, and has allies and creating connections in that club helped support that? Um, yeah, I've definitely felt that my voice has developed so much uh, in the past three years. And uh, Allies Club has definitely been a uh, main role in that because um, Allies Club is a lot about activism because, well, it's a um, minority group that is trying to get um, spread awareness and gain equality. So um, it's a cause to develop your voice for and kind of through Allies Club I've gotten into a lot of other causes as well. That's so awesome. So what other causes um, have you been involved in? Well um, I'm really involved in like climate awareness and uh, trying to prevent climate change but it was um, annoying because the Net Zero Club, which is the club that is, well, the Climate Activist Club, every single year, even though Allies Club changed days, it was on the same day as Net Zero. Oh, <laughs> that's frustrating. I forgot about that. Yeah. But um, at least I'm sure that you get to continue to do climate activism and um, make change outside of school too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what other kinds of things do you do related to that work like outside of school? Um, well, I've been educating myself on it uh, because you need to be educated on topics that you want to spread awareness of. Yeah. And like I partially convinced my parents to when they got a new car to get a leaf because it's an electric vehicle and um I've been well it's hard right now to do much but I've been thinking of ways to potentially help after um quarantine is done 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I've seen a lot of things about how the coronavirus has created this, like, sort of, there's less air pollution, but like, it's a double-edged sword because as soon as things start to reopen, there's going to be a huge increase in air pollution. And I've also seen some crazy things about how there's a lot of um, ocean pollution with the PPE, especially like the um, non-reusable masks, um, mm-hmm. you know, because if you walk around um, Boulder and pretty much along the whole front range, there's a lot of people who wear reusable masks. Like I have some cloth masks and pretty much, you know, all the kids that I saw at pickup day were wearing cloth masks and that's yeah. become a lot more common around here. But Um, especially in Europe, I've seen the non-reusable, just like, um, I don't know what they're called, but like the medical, I guess, medical masks. Um, Mm. yeah, those are the ones that are really more, more common and that creates a lot more pollution, I guess, into the oceans, um, because they're just trash that's then being thrown away and sometimes not being thrown away and like carelessly sort of just thrown on the ground or into the sea. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that there's solutions to that or like some cleanup that'll happen in the wake of this. Do you know of any any things that are currently happening to stop, you know, uh, stop climate change, stop pollution? Well, um, I know that the um, like my generation is getting quite involved in it, like. Greta Thunberg is still doing the like Friday for future school strikes um, and like by posting a picture of uh, like holding up a uh, holding up her strike for climate sign on Instagram and so uh, before all this there were a lot of kids who were um, striking school on Friday to support um, like the climate movement and uh, spread awareness to the adults who um, are making the decisions. Yeah, that's really awesome. Are you are you referring to that one the day that students walked out and had the protest on the field? Uh, that yeah, that was one of the uh, days. I forget what that was. For, but um, it was um, it was organized by our Net Zero Club, and we had a walkout. But um, Greta Thunberg has been organizing like every Friday. Um, she strikes school and, um, and like protests, or she did protest outside of the um, Capitol building, and uh, well, not the United States, but. Um, mm-hmm. I think Swedish, I, uh, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, then the, um, that movement caught on. Yeah, no, that's super awesome. I think, I think you're right. I think it is Sweden, but I could also be wrong, <laughs> but it's okay. If we're both wrong, then we're wrong together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, yeah, and that's great. It sounds like you're planning on continuing to to be an activist in terms of um, climate change and taking care of our environment. Mm-hmm. 
That's really great. And um, have you also been involved at all in the Black Lives Matter movement that's currently happening? Um, a little bit. I, uh, well, I didn't really want to go protest because, well, I would have, but everyone was super close together and not many people were wearing masks. So mm -hmm. that kind of concerned me, but, um, there was a like local protest um, near our house and um, I was gone at that time, but um, my sister was um, went out and was holding up a sign. That's awesome. Yeah, I had similar concerns too and so did not attend the protest, but I do also think that there's other things that we can do, like educate ourselves in the meantime and like donate and, you know, mm -hmm. do, like money and also supplies to protesters and things and to relief funds and bailout funds. Um, so, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, um, I've been collecting like some middle school resources too, just um, because I have this platform um, that I'm still figuring out how to, um, how to really get it out there to actual middle schoolers and, and teachers and things. So, um, but you know, like the, the more that like that I get, the more that I'm, I'm trying to just figure out how to, how to get it to the people that need it being a little bit yeah. removed from, from the actual middle school right now, it's a little bit of a weird position, but, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's still in the same realm of like of activism and, and making change and it's change that's needed to happen for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also think that like being in a, a pretty affluent and largely white town, it sort of removes us from, uh, from like what's going on in some ways, even though there's protests here too, it still, yeah, it just, it, it feels a little bit removed. I mean, yeah. Definitely. What's that? I, I said it definitely feels like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me like, yeah, it makes me a little upset about living here sometimes. I'm like, yeah. like I really want to be somewhere where there's like more diversity. Um, but, you know, we can we can always help out the like the black community and, um, you know, other communities that are marginalized in however we can. You know, like there's still like the I have had a dream foundation here and um and you know we're not too far from a big city so um yeah i don't know there's always things we can do but um oh man i had a question yeah okay so one thing I, i'm really curious about is um is just your experience in middle school i mean i've already talked about the middle school that that you went to as having been like a pretty accepting and tolerant place but mm -hmm. um, I'm curious about your experience just in like being um, non-binary. Um, do you, I, I'm just curious about your experience, um, you know, even though you weren't um, quite out in middle school, just um, in terms of like, even just being a member of the Allies Club, like, did you feel safe and protected? Like, was there bullying that you ever experienced or witnessed? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um. I definitely felt very safe um, in my uh, middle school. 
I, I think it was mostly because all of the students uh, were very uh, kind and accepting. The only uh, bullying that I ever heard is like in, in the locker rooms, I would hear that's so gay a lot, which is really offensive, but um, like a lot of people say it, so it's if it's very offensive, but um, so many people say it that like it's gonna be hard to remove that phrase from, I guess, teenagers. Yeah, that's definitely a culture shift that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been happening for a long time, like way too long. Yeah. yeah. But that's good to hear, though, that, that your experience was largely positive. Um, I'm wondering what you think contributed to your experience at the middle school, like being that positive and yeah, and the community, I guess, just being caring. Um, yeah, uh, well, definitely our allies club was super strong, so we always had each other for support, and, um, well, it was, yeah, uh, the caring community also, um, helped with how little bullying there was. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah, and I think it's also, like, we had the the beast time, like, the, the social-emotional learning programming to bring each other together, mm-hmm. and um, and it's also a pretty small school, which I think when you have a smaller school, sometimes that it makes it easier to, um, to have a caring environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I'm, uh, what do you think, um, or do you have any pieces of advice or um, or anything to say to any like any kids that that might be on the LGBTQ spectrum somewhere and within a school that might not have um, a very caring environment or even might not have an allies club. Um, what I would say to someone who is possibly like getting bullied is that you are valid and. Um, no matter what the people who are bullying you are saying, you matter and um, you are the way you uh, are and um, that you should uh, um, try to accept that at the very least because it's going to probably be easier to um, accept yourself than try to change yourself. And um, I would also say for someone who doesn't have an allies club at their school is try to find some other local organization that they can get connected with. Um, like I'm uh, part of a middle school group at our uh, local um, LGBTQ organization. And that is really fun because everyone's super supportive and funny and we all have a great time. That's really awesome. Yeah. And really beautifully said. And 
definitely, I, I didn't even think about that. There's usually you can identify um, a local organization like that. Um, they exist in, in most places um, that are at least most suburban places and mm -hmm. hopefully some rural places as well. Um, yeah. Oh, well, are there any other thoughts or, or closing remarks that you had for, for us today? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, Sasha, it's been really lovely talking to you today. And I would love for you to come back on at any point if you have um, anything else that you want to add to this particular conversation or, or related to anything else that is loosely tied to middle school. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for talking to me with me today. And I really hope that we continue to stay connected and talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.